0: Listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sager on News Radio KLBJ. Now here's Ray. All right, we're back here, News Radio KLBJ. I'm Ray Sager. And this is One Man Brand Radio. My guest this morning is Sharon Mays. Uh, baby Greens is her baby, and it's back, it's opening back. up this week after a hiatus. And we're we're talking to Sharon. Uh, would it be fair to call you a serial entrepreneur?
1: I think that's fair. Okay.
0: Yeah, I like that. I don't like the ring of that. Yeah, yeah, I've
1: I've opened a couple of I had opened a business before I opened Baby Greens and I've started businesses since Baby Greens and I will start more businesses after this relaunch, so
0: one of the first things for me, and like you, record label, concerts, yes. on and on through the years, and things like that. Okay, up in Tulsa, got out of ready to start a newspaper, loosely styled on the Chronicle, a week before nine eleven. Not good. <laughs> failure, <laughs> failure is part of it's part of the deal of being an entrepreneur, and especially Absolutely. serial entrepreneurs like you and me. Right? If this advertising business or this radio show goes south, I'm going to do something else. It's not like I'm going to go look for a job. You yeah. know, I'm, it's going to be something else. Two part question, one. So number one, how do you make your peace with, you, you gotta skin your knee to learn some things along the way. And then also, uh, what adv- how, what advice do you give for, uh, because that's hard to internalize sometimes, to, to, or excuse me, to not in, sort of internalize the yeah, failure. You know what I mean?
1: it is. It's really hard to not feel like a failure when your business does not turn out the way that you wanted it to. I mean, a lot of businesses are successful not just because of the idea or the entrepreneur timing, just like you said with your paper in 9-11. Timing plays a big role in it. Um, the people that you're working with. So when things don't work out, it's, it's definitely a hard kick to the ego. Most entrepreneurs have poured a lot of their heart and soul and blood, sweat, and tears into it, and so to walk away. I mean, that to me was the hardest part when I said out loud to my attorney was the first person I said, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And that was hard and it took me a long time from the first time I said it and to actually be able to say like, okay, this is now ending. And it hurt, and I was very sad for a long time, but I think that the first failure that you go through, the first big one that you go through, I think you learn lessons if you're going to continue on the path. I think that's kind of, to me, the pound of flesh that you pay when you're an entrepreneur is, can you make it through to the other side some people don't and that's fine being an entrepreneur is not for everybody sometimes you have to start a business and go through it and realize you know what i would rather work for someone else i'd rather be an entrepreneur but if you're going to really be in this game like that to me is the the price you're going to pay is truly putting a little skin in the game of falling on your face Potentially publicly, potentially losing a lot of money, um, Mm -hmm. losing time, which is precious. I think that if anyone is going through that, has gone through it, I think the biggest part to know is absolutely every entrepreneur has gone through this. There's maybe like some small percentage of of entrepreneurs who have never failed and Mm -hmm. they are complete outliers. Mm -hmm. We've all been through it. Mm -hmm. And... You learn along the way. The, the part of why I'm so calm about Baby Greens now is because I've already done this. Mm-hmm. And every business I start, I go into it knowing I have already done some form of this.
0: You confided it in me when we were talking about version 1.0 of Baby Greens that you had a vision and it wasn't playing out. It was more of a, of a franchise yeah. scenario that you that you had in your mind, right? And it wasn't playing out that way. What do you bring from that in terms of, is it still, are you still looking to franchise Baby Greens at this stage of the game or is it- Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And that's why I created Baby Greens. And so to me, I think, you know, when I had the idea for Baby Greens, it was definitely- very early in its time and I believed in it, but Uh I didn't set it up to be what it would become. So it really became a life of its own and, Uh and was like a child that grew up and ran away from me. Like I couldn't control it anymore and we were off track. And so now coming into it knowing that as an entrepreneur, I think it's very important when you start a business to really think not just about how to launch and to become profitable. Like I think mm-hmm. that's what we all think about. You really want to think about the alpha and omega. Right. Where do you want this to go? When do you jump off? Do you are, are you going to sell this to someone else? Yes. Are you going to start? Are you going to expand like to really sit down and Breathe some life into the dream all the way, not just enough to say, like, I want to get this started and and lease the space and do whatever and and get my open for business sign up. It's you really need to think about it, because when you open it up, it it does become an entity on its own. And if you don't have a plan for where your brand is going to go or how your business is going Mm -hmm. to go, you will lose control. You can potentially end up in a place that you never wanted to be and mm-hmm. and then your business isn't what you created.
0: So, yeah, if you if you don't have a roadmap, you can get it up anywhere, right? Exactly. I'll tell you, you know, it's funny we talk about franchising in particular because, you know, the key to making a franchise work is obviously it's that operational excellence. Early on, right, when I started my ad agency, to me, no disrespect, because I know this is, this is where you're headed with it, but from my point of view as a writer, primarily, I mean, I got into, I did have the entrepreneurial seizure. I mean, it, to me, it was, I can write a good enough ad to own an ad agency. Well, hold on, you know, <laughs> a whole lot more than just writing ads. But you know, I took some franchise writing on writing franchise manuals to to pay the bills in those right. first couple of years. And it's like it's it's tedious writing. It's like open the door and enter the building <laughs> safely, exactly. you know. And, but but it requires that level of specificity to to transfer it to where franchises almost have to be dummy proof. You, you I mean because yeah. because legally they're 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 saying I'm buying into your system. Make Absolutely. me whole as I give you my money. And that's right? what they're
1: buying is yeah. a fully baked concept. I hired a consulting group to create my franchise company the first time around with Baby Greeds. And I literally had a consultant who met me at the restaurant when I arrived and just like walked behind me and wrote down uh-huh. everything I did, it drove me crazy. But that was the thing I learned. He's like, there's so many things that you do that you take for granted right. mm-hmm. that if someone else is going to duplicate this. They need to know every little step. It's not just Make a salad and sell it to someone, and then say right. thank you. That's right. how you make this business work. Right. You know,
0: there are people that make that business work, but you can't make a franchise work that way for sure. No, absolutely, because it's not scalable. Not. It's, it's not repeatable. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things you said in the last segment, you were talking about your the difference between where along the way you go from entrepreneur to employer, right? And right. One of the things I, I tell our clients is you've got it's like a triangle. Most you got the, the story. You can say anything you want about yourself, right? But ultimately, if your employees can't internalize what you say, and, and and make that part of the culture. And they deliver the culture. If they don't believe it, there's no morale, then they're not going to do it no matter right. what you say. Exactly. And then the third part is the experience. The customer doesn't feel it. It doesn't work its way through to the customer. What thoughts have you put into what is the culture of Baby Greens 2.0 based on what you learned last time? And again, to this idea of systems that ultimately a baby greens in Peoria, you want to have the same culture, right? So what thought do you put into that? And how do you transfer that sort of, that sort of mojo to your employees, whether they're on Anderson lane or Peoria, Illinois,
1: I always felt like my employees were so important to me, but I didn't bake that into what we were doing. I didn't, make that a part of the actual tangible culture. And so now with my business, of course I love our customers, we value our customers, but to me at the top of that pyramid is our employees, is providing a great work environment, but also getting them really bought into what we do. The thing I tell my staff is that we are not just serving salads. First and foremost, we're a part of someone's everyday experience and we're going to be one of the best parts of their experience i fully believe healthy food makes people happy but everything about this experience is positive and upbeat and it's bright and fun and we're going to have a great time inside we are going to grow this company and grow these people with this company so that everything about baby greens becomes an amazing experience I have done a lot of different things in my career, and the thing that I always wanted to do when I was a child, I wanted to be a doctor. And even working in marketing and and having a marketing agency, I've always just wanted to help people. I love helping people. I love the feeling of helping people. And one of the things about being an employer and even becoming a franchisor is saying, I have the ability to affect someone's life in a really great way, and I love that. And I want to be able to have my employees understand what we're doing, and that fast food is not a dirty four-letter word. We are a fast food restaurant. Healthy fast food is something that does exist and can exist and needs to be accessible to everyone, but also creating jobs where people who are coming in at various points of their life can come and become a part
0: of it. Great exposure on the radio here. Go ahead and hook up the lemon vinaigrette <laughs> recipe. Can you <laughs> do that? Can you just slide that uh, just right here? Oh, I a little can't. I I'm trying <laughs> to hack it from memory back in 0409. Uh, you
1: know, it's funny is we used to have a customer who would come in and she was determined to to learn the chili lime dressing recipe and she literally had a notepad and a pin in her car and she would ask everyone like a different ingredient she was determined to crack the coat okay so it's got jalapenos in it okay so it's got lime juice in it so uh unfortunately i don't tell anyone Can't the recipes it, huh? i'm sorry we're friends it, it, but we even old have... fr- even old
0: friends back to the radio <laughs> days
1: What's a, that's what a man
0: gotta do to get a get a Get a dressing recipe around here.
1: (laughs) I can't wait to serve you that low fat lemon vinaigrette.
0: The harmonic convergence of the universe is like this Baby Greens is back in about 72 hours. And not only that, it's on my street in my neighborhood between my office, my kids' school, and my house. Clear evidence of a higher power at work in my life. Uh, Sharon, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. On One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ. Sit tight. The news is next.